Hey everyone, welcome to Unpacking Perspectives. I'm Nicole Davison, your host. And today we are joined by Teresa Bruni, the healer at Less Fear, More Flow. Teresa and I connected on LinkedIn and the moment we met, I knew instantly she was meant to share her story with us. Teresa is a genuinely passionate healer and spiritual warrior who assists individuals in breaking through obstacles that prevent them from living life to the fullest. She believes that everyone deserves healing, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, resulting in an abundant and fulfilled life. Teresa holds many certifications, including a certified professional coach. She's a certified energy leadership index master practitioner, certified heart math practitioner, and she's also an international best-selling author. But the biggest thing for me with Teresa is that I know that for her, making a difference in the lives of those she works with is one of her biggest priorities. And so it is my honor to introduce Teresa to all of you. Teresa, welcome to Unpacking Perspectives. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. I'm so honored to be here. You know, it's funny when you when you reached out to me, I read your message and I'm new to this whole world of obviously podcasting. And as a coach, it's probably only been about a year for me. I've been a career counselor for 15 years. And it's interesting because once I started really working in this world, I began to receive messages in my inbox of individuals wanting to talk to me about coaching and how they can help me and everything else. And I'm sure you get the same. I Sometimes the information can be just too much. And while I appreciate it, it's sometimes hard to take a step back and think about who you really want to get to know and spend time with. And as soon as I read your message and learned more about your background, I I knew immediately that we needed to have a conversation. It's very powerful when I think about your career trajectory, but I just wanted to give our listeners an opportunity for you to share a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you come from. And I would love to do that. But before I go there, when we did connect, boy, did we have a powerful conversation. It was it was almost like finding a long lost friend, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So a little bit about me. I was raised in New Jersey. On our license plate, it says the Garden State, and most people don't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> but I did grow up on a farm. My father did not farm for a living, but we had a small farm and I had horses. However, 15 years ago, I decided to leave my home state and move to central North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina is an absolutely gorgeous state because we have everything from the ocean to the mountains. And I live in a very small town and I live a very quiet life. I love to garden. I love to be outside. I love to hike and go camping. I also like to entertain and go to fancy restaurants and I love to cook. So that's a little bit about me. I love that. And obviously we have that New Jersey connection because my husband is from New Jersey. And as soon as you said, I love fancy restaurants, I just think that's the Jersey girl in you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you the one thing I miss are the diners and the 20 page menus, right? (laughs) Yep. Yep. Even myself living in Connecticut, it's funny because I'm from Long Island and I'm a bagel girl and there's only one place close to me that I can say is truly a New York bagel. So I can appreciate that with the diners. So gravy and fries, that's what we used to have when uh, when I was growing up. Teresa, can you tell our listeners, because one of the things that I absolutely love about your background is 
your career from beginning to now. I'm just, I'm fascinated and I could relate to so much of it. Would you mind taking our listeners through your career trajectory and tell us a little bit about what you do? I would love to do that, you know, because I think it's fairly common that most people switch careers and and as a career counselor, you know, a former career counselor and a career coach, you would know this better than I, but I think most people don't end up doing what they went to college for, you know, what they graduated. So for me, I started off as a professional photographer. And when I realized that I was never going to be able to make the the income that I desired, I decided to switch careers. And I ended up in accounting, which never in a million years did I think I would enjoy sitting behind a desk and working with numbers. But I did. Numbers, numbers can actually be very creative. I was running mainframe accounting systems. So that's a very left brain kind of definitely (laughs) the whole mainframe technology thing, running the computer systems and, and accounting computer systems on top of that. But part of my job was always teaching my fellow employees how to get the data into the system accurately and how to get the data out of the system accurately. So that was always my favorite part. I got to teach people. I, you know, I was born to teach. I've always wanted to, you know, as a little girl, if when I was asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would say, I want to be a teacher. So I loved it. I loved my career. Right in the middle of that career, I became chronically ill. And uh, I was ill for over a decade and I was on full disability for nine years. That was a career in and of itself. You know, (laughs) being chronically ill for a decade makes me an expert in being a patient. When I finally recovered, I wanted to teach people what I had learned about being chronically ill, how to be an empowered patient how to manage your healthcare professionals, and how to be proactive in your own recovery. But I had no idea how to do that, Nicole. I had no, you know, this was 1999. There were no life coaches. Uh, There were executive and corporate coaches, but not really too many life coaches. So I had a decision to make, and I decided to go back into technology. And I stayed in technology for about 10 years. In the meantime, and I'm dating myself here, the internet came along. Okay, so the internet allowed me to use my right brain creative side Mm -hmm. as a professional photographer, one who could see and recognize beauty and be creative, and my left brain, my technical side, and combine them. So I started a web development company which I absolutely adored because it allowed me to incorporate both these passions that I loved. That lasted for almost 10 years. And one day I woke up and I just was no longer satisfied. And I'm the type of person that I need to love my work Mm -hmm. or I just can't do it. So through a series of events, I call it being tossed into the universal dryer (laughs) and being spun hard. You know, I tried different things. I tried different careers. Nothing was working out. And so finally, I enrolled in a coaching institute, not because I intended to become a, a coach, 
because they promised me that if I enrolled in this program, my life would change forever. And I was looking for answers. I was in a very confused state in my life. And it was in the first session that I realized I was going to learn the skills that I needed to circle back and teach people about healing and empowerment. And so I started Less Fear, More Flow. That's my company. I started that 12 years ago and and I'm very passionate about my work and that's how I landed here. Yeah. One thing I just wanted to emphasize, which is so important, and I you know, it's interesting, even just my own journey as a career counselor, as a career coach, I have now been so lucky to interact with so many different coaches. And, you know, there, I'll be honest, there have been times where I have felt that our industry is saturated with people. There are so many people out there, but that's great. That's important. And, and I think everyone is different. Everyone has different needs. You know, obviously I I mentioned to you before, I've been able to interact with coaches that do executive coaching. They do wellness coaching. The thing that I find to be so powerful to be effective is exactly what you've just said. And that's so important because you never sought out to do this. It brought you here, your life experiences, your journey, your struggles, your successes, As a career counselor, when you take me through your career trajectory, this is part of the reason why I wanted to have you on, because it's it's funny to me. If if somebody just looks at your resume, they think, wow, that's kind of random. You know, just thinking, especially with a web development company, right? And but getting to know you, it all makes sense. It's important. And that's one of the things that I always try to help clients that are kind of feeling lost. They maybe don't feel passionate or they just feel completely burnt out. That's important. And it's inspiring to me because, and, and this is, I wrote this down because I wanted to mention this to you. One of the parts of your journey that truly inspires me is that you would not have been able to do what you do without going through what you went through. That's exactly right. I like to say that blessings come in disguise. Yep. And, and also our biggest breakthroughs come right after our biggest breakdowns. Yes. And so it was only through that journey of being chronically ill, which I had never been ill before. So I didn't know how to manage doctors. I just did what they told me to do. And, you know, seven years into that journey, I had an aha moment and it hit me that it wasn't working. And if I continued to do what they wanted me to do, I was going to stay right where I was. And that was not going to happen. I did not want to spend the rest of my life on disability. For anyone out there who is happens to be on disability, uh, statistically, those who are on disability for three years or more have less than a 10% chance of ever coming off. And But I, I want to let people know that if they have a strong enough desire, they can do it because yeah. I did it. And I am no different than anyone else out there. The only thing that set me apart from that other 90% is the strong desire that I had to get my life back. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting, Teresa, because I think of what you've been through and I can't help but think of the climate that we're in right now. And you and I've talked about this already. There are so many that are struggling with their health and it just runs a gamut, right? There's so many different levels of comfort and I love your story because you are in control of 
your life. And I think that when you can find the right combination that works for you, you know, and when I say you, I mean, everyone, you know, because some people, they go to the doctor, they get their prescription, they get better done, but we all have a choice to take control of our own life. And I I'm really inspired by that because you have shown that you can be okay even after not being okay. Yes. Yes, you can. And and this is why I am inspired to help people remove whatever blocks stand in their way. You know, I work with all types of people. Now my favorite clients are those who are struggling with health issues because I just love showing them how I shouldn't say easy because it's not, it is easy, but it takes a lot of work and dedication to get well. But I I also love working with those who have other blocks such as imposter syndrome or money blocks or relationship blocks. Life is all about mindset. And we develop that mindset over the course of a lifetime. We learn to live life based upon the way uh, we were taught. So oftentimes our blocks that we have, we've inherited from a long line of family members and we don't even know that we have them. Yep. That's where a great coach comes in. It's just like a sports coach can show you where your performance is off track. Absolutely. And it's funny because when you say a great coach, there are coaches in all aspects of our life. And, you know, I I mentioned this to someone recently that to me, finding those people in your life that can support you, it's not only just finding a coach, it's not only finding a doctor, a therapist, you know, but your friends, your family, your loved ones, it finding the right support is so important. And all of us are different. Everyone has different needs. Some of us like to talk about things. Some of us don't. So I think it's just for each individual out there that might be struggling, it, it is important to come up with your own balance of what's going to work and what's going to help you overcome those barriers. Because everything that you just said is so important. I mean, you know, I know even for myself, I am trained, I have a a career that I love and I'm passionate about, but I get in my own head sometimes. We all do. As a mom, you know, I mean, we all have our our own issues. (laughs) But I, I think when it comes down to those that really struggle, it's just, you know, finding the right balance is really important. Balance is key. And the other thing that I want to enlighten people about is we have this innate system called the fight or flight response. And the fight or flight response is there to help us protect ourselves. So back when we were cave people, we had to have that fight or flight response for you know, the saber-toothed tiger that might eat our child or attack the village. But today, because of the high-stress society that we live in, we've got this fight-or-flight response turned on. Most people have it turned on 24-7 when it's not even necessary. And we no longer have the dangers that we used to have. It's not the same world that it was uh, 2,000 years ago. Now, granted, the world that we're living in today is high stress because we have all of these unknowns still around us. But here's what's important to know. The fight or flight response, when it's turned on for too long, 
it releases uh, cortisol and adrenaline, and that damages your immune system. It also makes you age more quickly. So the key is how do we turn off the fight or flight response? Because when we do that, we can activate the immune system and we can actually reverse the sign of age, the, the reverse the signs of aging. So, you know, I was doing a I was doing a leadership series for the nurses at the local hospital here and teaching them about how to manage your energy and how to turn on the healing response. And in the minute I say that when you do this, you can reverse the signs of aging, boy, I get everybody's attention, right? <laughs> really, you're 106, aren't you? No, I'm kidding. I, I am. <laughs> I asked you not to tell that. I know, sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so if you're, and I know you're going to, you know, we're going to dive into this a little bit. If, if you're not happy with work, that's a problem because you're in fight or flight. Absolutely. You know, and, and obviously with COVID, it is has created even more fight or flight. You know, that's one of the other things that I wanted to ask you. Since COVID, so much in the workplace has changed. And many are reevaluating their purpose. So, you know, there, there are many professionals that are completely burnt out, but they keep moving forward because that's all they know. They've been in this industry for 20 years. And the one thing I'm finding as a career counselor in these past two years, number one, my industry has changed because look at us. You're in North Carolina. I'm in Connecticut. It's great. We can communicate and work together. But for those professionals that have been literally in fight or flight for 20 years because this is what they went to school for and this is what they know. You know, what you've talked about before is so important because obviously life is stressful, but what do you say to, to someone that has been on that hypersensitive alert for so many years? The term, this job is killing me, comes to mind. And you can literally make that true if you don't take the steps that are necessary to find a career that you can thrive in. A good, happy, healthy life is about thriving, not just surviving. And you may feel stuck, but here's what happens, Nicole. When we're in fight or flight, our perceptual lens gets shut down and we can't see the opportunities that are right in front of us. So I can remember as a kid, my mother used to say, I'm so angry, I can't see straight. And now knowing what I know about energy and about fight or flight, it's literally true. And we've all been there. You know, we've all been so angry. That's all we can focus on. We, we cannot see straight. And that's when we open ourselves up to accidents, maybe, maybe cutting ourselves in the kitchen, maybe tripping over something and twisting our ankle, or maybe something more severe like a car accident. It's because your perceptual lens is completely shut down and you can't see is almost like a horse with blinders on. Yep. When you step out of fight or flight and you step into the higher levels of energy and that lens starts to open, that's when you begin to see opportunities all around you. And there are always opportunities. Someone who lives in a higher level of energy, they don't see problems, they see opportunities. 
And this is where our greatest inventors live. You know, they, they see a problem and they say, oh, well, here is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So even they say, you know, they talk about how many millionaires were created during the Great Depression. It's because those people saw a problem and they found a way to fix it. And that's how they made their money. Yeah. So there's always opportunities around you. Uh, the key is to get yourself in a relaxed state and look at what's around you that you might not be seeing when you're all stressed out. Yeah. It's funny because I don't know why COVID keeps jumping into my head, but you're right. Because there are many people that even during this time, they found a way to pivot. They found a way to make this situation work for them in such a way that they're not in fight or flight anymore. And, you know, and and I still see that, right? There are teachers, there are law enforcement officers that are literally so stressed out right now. And they just keep thinking, "I, I have to get to the finish line. I have to get to the finish line. Maybe they have 10 years left of their time before retirement. And that is scary to me. I think about that a lot where each person's career is their own journey. You know, I say that all the time. And, you know, a lot of times I'll say today's not your final destination, right? You've helped me think a lot about that fight or flight, the impact on your health, you know, even myself, I mean, all my friends in my own life, they can attest to the fact that there are times when I am so stressed out just to try to get everything done. And I've become more mindful of that too take a step back sometimes and really think about what it's doing to my body physically, because that's something that they don't teach you that in college. They don't teach you that in life. You kind of learn the hard way sometimes, unfortunately. And I think our health is our life. I mean, I've, I lost both of my parents young and it's interesting because when you were describing before, just, I don't know why I just keep thinking about the hamster wheel, right? Like some people they're just, they're on the hamster wheel. And it it makes me think about my dad. I always felt like my dad loved his job, but I'll never be able to ask that question of him. You know, he passed away when he was 69, just literally a few days shy of his 70th birthday. And he was in a very stressful job that, you know, he sat at his desk all day. He worked on Wall Street. So it was, you know, again, a very, very stressful environment on a day-to-day basis. But I don't know if he truly loved it or if he was just good at it. And that's what he did. And that's what he committed to. And I think there are a lot of people like that in, you know, that work in, in the workforce that they've committed to it. It's what they're doing and they're done. And what it reminds me of is, is I have friends because of the work that I did at the hospital, I know people who work in the system and they had a big decision to make, either get vaccinated or give up 20 years of your career and lose your retirement. So there are more stressors on us today because of COVID than, than there were in the past. And Um, I can't imagine having to make that decision. So for some people, they don't see an option. Mm -hmm. They feel as though they have to stick it out and get to the finish line, as you said, in their career. So if that is you, then it's really important to find some ways when you're not at work to turn on that healing response. 
Absolutely. I love yeah. that you just said that. I was, I was waiting for that because it's <laughs> because some people, it is true. Some people don't have an option. And I think too, in my industry, obviously you keep hearing about the great resignation and you know that there are so many people in the workforce that are reevaluating their purpose and trying to decide what their next journey is going to be. But everyone's different. Everyone has a different path. So as you've just said that, Teresa, what advice would you give to someone that, you know, maybe they don't have that option. They have to stick it through. And how do they find the ability to find that healing within? So healing requires a well-rounded approach. And so you're going to want to take a good look at your nutrition and your exercise. Radical self-care is important, but some really easy tips for pulling you out of fight or flight and turning on the healing response. One of the easiest is laughter. There's a book. uh, It's an old book. It's by Norman Cousins, and it's called Anatomy of an Illness. You can still get a copy on on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Norman Cousins, he was a reporter, and he was diagnosed with a terminal illness. He, short story, let me give you the short version. He Mm -hmm. locked himself in a hotel room with uh, funny movies, and he took massive amounts of vitamin C, and he reversed that illness. Oh okay. Goodness. Yeah. True story. True story. Great <sighs> book. It's it's one of the books that I read when I was chronically ill. So when I say laughter, I mean belly laughing. And we're so fortunate today because all you have to do is jump out to YouTube and yep. you can you can find some of the funniest videos. The old comedy shows, uh, they're all on there. Yeah. And so so that's number one. What we know. Uh, this is proven, 20 minutes of laughter will ramp up your immune system for 24 hours. You know, if I'm working with someone who is chronically ill, that's one of their assignments. Laugh every single day. Find a way to laugh every single day. That is so important. And you just hit something for me because obviously I do love laughing. I mean, and it's funny because yeah, who doesn't, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, hey, just we well, and they they used to say laughter is the best medicine, right? That's one thing, obviously. But I know there might be some listeners thinking, well, yeah, that's not going to cure my ailment. Well, no, but again, as you said, a balance. But I have to say this because this is so important right now, the way that our world is today, right? Just the climate, and we don't obviously have to get too in depth on this, but people don't laugh anymore when you think about the late night talk show hosts, right? They're not even allowed to laugh anymore. And and so I a hundred percent agree with you. And I, I think it's funny, obviously I'm dating myself too, because, you know, I was, I'm a child of the seventies and eighties. And, you know, I think back to the days, remember like Jim Belushi, Saturday night live. I mean, who else am I thinking of? Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy. I remember those belly laughs. I remember watching things on TV and just laughing to the point that I couldn't even breathe. And I don't, we do, we do, we need to get back to that. I'm making a commitment to you, Teresa. I am going to have, even if it makes my 12 year old son roll his eyes at me (sighs) until the cows come home, I'm laughing. (laughs) That's so important though. And you mentioned something really important. You know, there might be some listeners saying, yeah, laughter is not going to cure my illness. Well, it might not cure your illness, but what it is going to do is it's going to ramp up your immune system so that your body can enter recovery mode and your body can do its its repair work. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are 
ingenious. You know, our bodies are always striving for good health. And I, I explain to people, that's why when someone's dying, it takes so long for that process to happen because the body is constantly trying to heal and rejuvenate itself. So the best thing we can do is give it everything it needs to facilitate that process. And laughter is one of those things. Meditation, whether that be um, in the form of prayer or, uh, you know, meditation is, is um, meditation is a, a, a group word, I'll call it. It's kind of like saying, I play sports. And then I say to you, well, Nicole, what kind of sports do you play? So meditation can take on many different forms. You can do a walking meditation. It doesn't mean, uh, it doesn't have to mean, you know, sitting in the lotus position, chanting. Mm-hmm. Meditation can take on many, many forms. We have these, um, in, in the past few years, these coloring books, these adult coloring books have become very, very popular. The reason for that is, even if you remember as a kid, when you were coloring, you were totally focused, right? Yep. And so that's what meditation is. It's a form of focus where nothing else can penetrate. So your daily worries can't penetrate your focus. And that's what meditation is about. Kids do it all the time. Yeah. You know, they might, they might be playing a video game or they might be watching television and you call them for dinner. They don't hear you. They are so focused. They are so in the flow, you know, and that's the name of my corporation, less fear more flow. We want to be in that state of flow. And, and that's when life is sweet. Yeah. Yeah. We've lost that as a society, I feel. And, and I think, you know, obviously for me, I have a 12 year old son, he's in sixth grade and everyone is busy, busy, busy. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think that just the, the thought of sitting and coloring sounds amazing right now. You know, and, and it, you're right. It's, it is so important. And, you know, again, some might not want to do that, but some might want to sit in the Lotus position and just, you know, just chant or some have their prayer when they go to church. And that's, you know, I know for me, even just going to church, having that one hour to myself every weekend was always my time. And I've lost that just through COVID and just, you know, finding my way. And so I, I love that you have kind of touched on, that everyone has their own options. Not everyone yes. has to, it's not, and that's where I think we are as a society. It's not all one size fits all. It, you know, everyone is different. Everybody has different needs based on their level of need for healing. And, you know, I mean, I know even just from our conversation today, I can take so much away from what you've shared on my own health journey. And fortunately, knock on wood, I don't have any, you know, severe health ailments, but, you know, I think too, with COVID, I know I, I keep going back to that because it's just the world that we're in right now. There are so many that are scared and fearful and some have health issues, some don't. And, you know, I think one of, one of the things that you've taught me, and this is one of the reasons I really wanted to bring you on to share this with my listeners is that the way that your body reacts to stimuli or, you know, just the environment as a whole. I mean, I, I think we really do have an incredible resource within ourselves 
to heal. And, you know, and you said something the last time we spoke that the, the mind is an incredible, did you say it was like an, you said the brain is an incredible muscle that just teaching yourself to have those positive thoughts with your mindset. I mean, that's something I work on a lot as a coach that mindset really having growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. It truly is life-changing when you learn that. And so first of all, I agree with you 100%. There is no fixed formula. So when clients come to me, I work within their belief system. And so for instance, let's, let's say, for example, you are chronically ill and you want to try some alternative therapies. If you have a fear of needles, I'm not going to suggest acupuncture. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So there is no one size fits all. It, it is what works best for you. And each individual needs to make those decisions. Exactly. For, you know, and the mind, if you, it's hard to monitor our thoughts because we are thinking beings. Mm-hmm. An easier way is to monitor your feelings. And when it doesn't feel good, when you get that icky feeling, as I call it, in your gut, Mm -hmm. that's when you want to stop and say, okay, what am I thinking that's causing me to feel this way? And the the mind chatter and the self-talk, how many people, you know, just beat up on themselves. You you catch yourself saying, most people do, you know, we, we catch ourselves saying things to ourselves like, well, that was stupid. What were you thinking? You know, and, and we beat ourselves up that's not healthy. I encourage people to be kind and loving because you need to be your own best friend. Treat yourself as good as you would treat your best friend. Mm -hmm. I love that. I absolutely love that. I know that we are almost out of time, but I I did just ask you, when you think about your overall career, if someone were to tell you at 18 years old that this is where you would be, what would you have said? I would not have believed them Now, when I was 18, I was incredibly intuitive. I still am highly intuitive. And that's partly part of what makes me successful. And I was highly intuitive back then as well. But all of that woo-woo stuff was so just banned for the most part. Mm -hmm. I believe you and I were both raised Catholic. Well, I was Protestant, but my dad was Catholic. But yeah, I've been on the Catholic journey too. The the other Catholic. Okay. (laughs) So- we were taught that we weren't allowed to go to psychics. Uh, it was a sin to ask about the future, mm-hmm. uh, all these things, right? So even though I had all these intuitive abilities at the age of 18, uh, because of my upbringing, I never would have thought that I would land here. Yeah. Never. Well, and, and, it, and it's amazing too. And this is one of the things that was so powerful about learning about your background and getting to know you. It wasn't on your radar and it you had to go through what you've gone through to get to where you are. And I, I know I said that before, but it's so important because I think for, for those that are just starting out in their careers, they might be in a very different place. And I, I say this to almost all of my guests that 20, 30 years ago, you were not the same person. And how could you expect to be? And so the pressure that that we put on ourselves right now, and and I feel like there's just, there's pressure all around. There's pressure with our health. There's pressure with our careers. There's pressure with our families. And, you know, I think taking a deep breath and taking a step back and caring for yourself is so important. 
And we don't do that enough. We don't give ourselves grace. We don't give ourselves enough time to really reflect on how far we've come and where we might be going. And, and that's something that I feel, I feel your energy. I feel your intuition. I think that you can truly get to know a person as a whole. And that's so important in this day and age. There's one more thing I'd like to say that that's really, really important. So we have this personality type known as the caregiver, mm-hmm. and typically they are women, but not always. Uh, men can be caregivers as well. These are the fixers. They uh, look look upon the world as broken and that and that it needs to be fixed, and they're the ones who are out there on a journey to fix the world. Many of them are healers. They are coaches. In addition to that, uh, if they're, they're women, they're mothers, they're daughters, they are wives, they, they play a lot of roles. And in my work, we call this level four energy, caregiver energy. I can tell you uh, without a doubt, 99% of the people who come to me for healing have way too much level four energy, which means they put themselves last. And I know that there are probably a lot of mothers and wives, nurses, teachers out there listening, and even men. Again, Mm -hmm. men can have a lot of level four energy. And they're saying, I don't have time for myself. There's no time for myself. I'm working full time. I'm raising children. I have uh, chronically ill parents. There's no time for me. It's just like they tell you when when you board that airplane, put your oxygen mask on first before you attempt to help others. Because if you're not in good health, you're of no use to anyone. Absolutely. I've shared that story so many times about the mask. And it's funny because it's that whole practice what you preach, do as I say. I mean, I do that. You do have to put yourself first. You really do, especially now with what everyone is going through. And, you know, it's important. And it is something that people need to take a deep breath, take a step back and take care of themselves. Because as you said, you're useless to, to those that love you if you aren't taking care of yourself. Yes. And your loved ones aren't going to want you to become chronically ill. Mm -hmm. So you owe it to them to take care of yourself. Absolutely. I absolutely love having this conversation with you. I wish we had 10 hours, but obviously the attention span of of everyone, (laughs) as we talked about, we, um, we could cover a lot more, which I'm sure that you will come back as a guest. I hope that you'll join us again. But how can our listeners connect with you? How is the best way to to connect? Well, first of all, I would love to come back. So just say the word. Um, But they can connect with me through my website, which is my name, TeresaBruni.com, T-E-R-E-S-A-B-R-U-N-I.com. There are a ton of resources available on my website. And if anyone is interested in working with me, they can request a discovery session. There's no cost for that. I like people to be able to uh, interview me because when I was chronically ill and I was trying to find doctors to treat me, what I found out was you can't interview a doctor without paying them. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can, you can go to a $500 an hour attorney and get a free consultation. 
but not a doctor. So I made a decision early on that I would allow people to interview me and see, let's see if there's chemistry. Let's see if you're comfortable, you know, making that decision. So I encourage people to visit my website. If nothing else, take advantage of the free resources. Yes. And there are a lot of free resources on your website. Obviously, we'll include all of that in our show notes for today's episode. I feel very strongly about that. You know, obviously, there are professional coaches out there. There are um, individuals that work within this field that, as you mentioned, chemistry is very important. And, you know, I look at coaches, counselors, therapists, the same as I would looking at, um, you know, doctors and nurses, you know, some, there are just some people that you just have a good connection with that you feel comfortable with sharing your energy with. So that's really important. So I, I appreciate you saying that and, oh goodness, Teresa, I'm so happy that you joined us today and, you know, you continue to teach me and I appreciate that. And I, I know that my listeners are going to get something out of this, whether they are college students, parents, law enforcement officers, teachers, you know, that that's one of the beauties of this podcast. My, my listeners have so many different backgrounds and they are at so many different stages in their life. And I think we can all take something different out of it. So on behalf of everyone at Unpacking Perspectives, I thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media. And if you haven't already, leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date on upcoming episodes, you can follow us on Instagram at Unpacking Perspectives and on Facebook at Unpacking Perspectives Podcast. Additionally, don't forget to visit my website at nmdcareers.com for more information about the podcast and my private practice. If you or someone you know needs support with any aspect of career exploration or transition, as a career counselor and board certified career coach, I'm available for one-on-one coaching sessions, group coaching, online workshops, and guest speaking events. Feel free to reach out with any questions, book a call, or even be a guest on our podcast. Thanks again, everyone. Don't forget, if you spend too much time thinking about the final destination, you might miss experiencing the journey. Thanks for listening to Unpacking Perspectives. Until next time.